Well, this is one console I'll never really own, but I did play with friends at their house, and when it had come out to the public, I remember there was this video rental place that let you play games in the store for a small fee, so me and my friend Tim would hop on the bus and head there to play SNES games ba back then as well. If you had one of these, or still have one of these today, let me know in the comments down below. I'm Paul Singh, peace out and stay frosty. The year was 1987, and in Japan, the current heavyweight in the gaming market was the Family Computer, or Famicom. But one company sought out to try to beat it, beat it, and that was NEC Homo Electronics with the PC Engine in 1987. However, Nintendo was still ahead for a while since it took seven years for the Genesis to become a success. So Nintendo didn't really want to put out another console. But that soon changed when Nintendo realized that their dominance in the market was slipping. So on September 8th, 1987, Nintendo revealed in the paper their newest console, called Super Famicom. And on August 30th, 1988, Nintendo then announced two major games for it, Super Mario Bros. 4 and Dragon Quest V. And then they projected that they would sell about 3 million units. The design of the Super Famicom was created by the same person who designed the first one, Masayaki Yorama, and it became an instant success when it was released in Japan on November 21st, 1990, on a Wednesday, for the price of about 2,500 yen, which is equal to about $224.46 in the United States. The first shipment of 300 million units sold out within mere hours, which prompted the Japanese government to tell video game manufacturers to please schedule new releases on the weekends, and since the Japanese mafia, known as the Yakuza, was also interested in it, it prompted Nintendo to ship the units at night to avoid them being robbed. It was soon released in limited quantities in the United States with a redesign and a whole new name, calling it the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, at a price of about $199. On August 23, 1991, with Super Mario World bundled with the system. Now I haven't really talked about this at all. But now it is time, since the SNES was a big part of it, since by now the two main companies that battled for market supremacy were Sega with their Genesis and Nintendo. Even though Sega had marketed the console for much older gamers, Nintendo still won due to the fact that they had gotten the rights to be the first console to get a home port of the arcade hit Street Fighter 2, ahead of Sega who took over a year to do that. Up to this point, Nintendo had to approve every game that came out for the NES. However, in 1991, that practice would soon end. Yes, Nintendo still carefully evaluated every game made for the SNES, limiting the amount of violent games that came out for the system, which is a surprise to one of the most gory arcade games ever made, Mortal Kombat, to which it was heavily censored by Nintendo, thus causing the Sega version to sell more copies, since through the use of a cheat code for the Genesis version, unlocked all the gory and violence that made the game great and caused Nintendo's copies to be sold out 3 to 1. However, more changes were to come to the video game industry, as two U.S. Senators, Herb Cole and Joe Lieberman, convened a congressional hearing on how to market video games through forming two ways to market and censor games, the Interactive Digital Software Association and the Entertainment Software Ratings Board, the later being known as the ESRB, which caused Nintendo to stop censoring games altogether. 
Reception for the Super Nintendo was really good, with 49.1 million units being sold worldwide. Even though it hadn't sold out their first console, the NES, it was still the best-selling console at the time. However, those five wonderful editors at Electronic Gaming Monthly once again decided to rate the system with scores being 5.5, 8.0, 7.0, and 7.0, and an 8.0. And they criticized the console for the small game library at the time, but its selection of must-have games was what they really liked about it. The legacy of the SNES lives on today as people can now emulate the system on their PCs with emulators, and now you can get the SNES Mini, which is a mini console like the NES Mini that has pre-installed games. Well, this is one console I never really owned, but I did play with friends at their house. And when it had come out to the public, I remember there was this video rental place that let you play games in the store for a small fee. So me and my friend Tim would hop on the bus and head there to play SNES games ba back then as well. If you had one of these, or still have one of these today, let me know in the comments down below. I'm Paul saying peace out and stay frosty.